Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Podeskew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Did you know that a man once jumped into a bulletproof window so much that he busted it out of the frame and fell to his death? I do. Hey, I'm Nicholas Howe, and I made an improvised comedy storytelling podcast about this death and many others. Using a multiverse of memes as the catalyst, I explore the various ways people have died. I also have special guests on Freak Them Out about how dangerous the world is. Did you know lakes can explode? You do now. Listen to the How Will I Die podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at H-W-I-D-I-E-P-O-D. To the Potterskew Podcast, I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Dude, I'm tired. <laughs> Are you? But what am I? What am I not tired anymore? So I guess that's not saying much. But you've had a, you've had a pretty rough couple of weeks. Well, yeah, it is what it is. But here we are. Um, really excited about today's interview, though. You know, it reminds me of, uh, hey, CJ, do you like comic books? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I didn't even thought of that. But, yeah, yeah. we um, we're going to be interviewing the the writer for a comic book that reached out to us. God, it's over a year ago at this point, I think, and mm-hmm. asked us to review the book. And we did uh, the music maker. And we loved it. It was a it was, at least I did. I think you liked it, too. I think I liked it a little more I- than you did. But. Not saying you didn't like it, but you know, I think, I think my only minor complaint, and this is my own thing, this has nothing to do with the art or the or the writer or the comic on a whole, is I don't like reading comics on digital. I like reading comics on paper. I like that old school flipping the pages. That's my own thing. Um, But the comic by itself, I thought it was was great. It's still good. I'm still looking for, like, the next issue. Yeah, um, I'm curious about issue three. Um, Some questions I have for her when we get her on about that, just based on some of the email interaction we've had, and Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if she'll want to talk about it, but we'll (laughs) find out, I guess. Um, Nothing bad, but just interesting tidbits, you know, and I don't know if that was meant to be shared with us or for the world, so. Sure. We'll find out, though, but I'm, I'm... Excited to do that. Um, while we're waiting for her to join us, actually, in the world of comic books, I will tell you briefly, and I know you probably don't care about this movie, but I watched the lead of Battle Angel. Uh-huh. And while I, I can tell you right off, Rico, I know it's not your kind of movie. So I No, t- probably not. No. Yeah. Although you liked AI, didn't you? Or no? Um, AI with Hilary Joel Osment AI? Yeah, yeah. Way yeah. back when? Yeah. 
You know, I only saw it once. Okay. Uh, I do. I remember. I think I was more. I think I was just really immature when I first okay. saw it. I uh, yeah. Uh, and and I think I was like ten. I think I was just kind of more transfixed that Jude Law was playing a gay robot. I was just <laughs> like, this is really weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I think I need to give it another shot. I think I, it's it's not for a ten year old to see. I've only seen it once. And it was a long time ago, too. I wasn't as young as you, but it's been a long time now. And I I would like to have seen Kubrick's take on it, because as you probably know, it started off as a Stanley Kubrick film. He passed away before he could start shooting it, and Spielberg took it over from him and if I made a lot of changes. I thought, I thought Kubrick actually did film part of it. He, I, thought he, he'd, I thought he had actually gone into and filmed... At least a third of it. You, I don't know if it's a third, but the bulk of the movie is Spielberg. I know that. Yeah. Um, you you might be right about the percentage or the the fraction or whatever, Rico. I don't I don't know, but I know I, I know I don't know either. I know bulkly the bulk of it is Spielberg, and it started yeah. as a Kubrick film. I know that much. Anyway, um, but getting back to Alita, it mm-hmm. there are a couple of things that came out of it that I do think you would like, and. You probably could YouTube these parts so you don't have to watch the whole film if you don't want to. Sure. Um, but Christoph Waltz is awesome in it. He always is. He's he, always yeah, good. He's really good. Um, but he he was really good in it. Um, Ed Screen or Screen. I don't know how you say his name. He plays Ajax in Deadpool or Ed Francis. Skirin. Is it scaring? Okay, I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but yeah, I'm not. No, I'm really not trying to nitpick on the name. But the point is that he's in it and does a really good job. But the point of me bringing up as a whole is that Mahershala Ali is in it, and he's Mm -hmm. playing the bad guy, but he's this like dark character, and Mm -hmm. he's just to for you and for our listeners who may have seen the movie, he's full human because there's a lot of cyborg in this movie. He's full human, but he is dark. And so, if to me, if it's any indication of what we're going to get in Blade when he takes over that character, not the action parts, but just the... Gravitas. Right, and the confrontation, like if he's just like arguing with Frost or whoever the, the enemy is going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be Deacon Frost, but I could be wrong. And... Whoever it is, if you, those interactions like you used to see with Wesley Snipes talking to, if, you know, to Frost. It, it, or, it's, yeah, it's, uh, some motherfuckers always want to ice skate uphill. Right. You know, but he, the gravitas was there. And I'm really, if that's what he's going to bring to Blade, I'm really excited for what Blade's going to be like. I mean, not for nothing, Mahershala is a fucking Oscar winning actor. I mean, Damn right. Yeah, I mean, they sometimes they give those fuckers away, but like Mahershala earned his. Yeah, he's got two, doesn't he? He got yeah. one. I think he got one for Moonlight and one for Green Book, if I'm correct. Yep. yep. Which, by the way, I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but I saw Green Book, and holy crap, was that good? Well, maybe was, get into it. It was good, but was it Best Picture good? I, for I mean, me, I yeah. But see, as a, as a music lover, yes. To me, yes, but I, you know, I get, I get the point you're making, and it's a fair argument or a fair question. I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I actually, I've, I've watched it two more times since, since I watched. Yeah, it. I've watched it twice myself. So I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I, I liked the fact that for one second, a guy named Vigo <laughs> made me 100 percent convinced that he was Italian. 
There you go. Um, but getting back to the point of today, we do have the the writer, as I said, of the Music Maker comic coming on. So let's get her on and we'll see what she has to say about her book and tell us what she can about the, the future of the comic. Okay, so SK... I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for this year, but I'm probably gonna fuck it up. But, uh, <laughs> M- Malvo. 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 I was close. Okay. You were close. I was you, close. You, you still you still get the prize. Yeah. I Thank you. Got it. Oh fuck you, Rico. Um, we're we're loving this book though. Um, yeah. Really, really, I can tell you, and I'm not going to throw anyone else under a bus, we were asked to look at another comic book right around the time you introduced us to the yearbook, and suffice it to say, we weren't fans, so this is... <laughs> I, I think the best thing I could have said about that comic book was, I'd like to see this as a TV show. Yes, it would have made a great show, it did not make a good comic book, we'll put it that way. Right. Um but you and and your partner here, Andres, <laughs> is that correct? Oh yeah, Andres. Um, yeah, Andres Quesada. Yeah, he. You guys. The, the the biggest complaint on the other book, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time speaking about that one, was they didn't blend the writing with the art very well. You mm-hmm. guys have done that well. Your guys looks like a comic book, as it should. It's a comic book. That one didn't read well. This one reads really well. You know where your eye's supposed to go. You know what bubble you're supposed to be reading next, what frame to be in. You guys did a really well of blending that better than other books we've seen. Which is actually really remarkable when you think about it because, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to sound like I'm blowing smoke up my own. Anyway. Please um, do. We do it all the you, time. You you could you could swear on here, by the way. Yes, by the way, oh, okay. yeah. All right. Well, blowing smoke up my own ass here. But um <laughs> one one thing that's actually kind of remarkable about that is that it it was just wonderful serendipity because we're actually dealing with a slight uh, admittedly slight, but we are dealing with a bit of a language barrier, he and I. Okay. Because yeah, English is his second language, but just through the magic of the fact that I just found the right artist and he found the right writer. Um, we just naturally, I give him like a few directions and then he gives me that and like 10 times more. It's just, it's one of those beautiful things that happened and you couldn't plan for it. You couldn't, I know we couldn't do it again, (laughs) but, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad that that's, I'm I'm glad that you guys picked up on that and that that's something that's working for us. Cause I really love hearing that. Cause it is, not a lot of people seem to uh, more. Be, I mean, I want. I want to say more people do now than than previously, but not a lot of people seem to appreciate um, comics for the medium that they are, and not. And and this might be because so many comics are being made into movies, and so there is kind of that blur now. Um, not everyone seems to appreciate that certain comics are good because they're comics not because they translate well in other mediums which is great when that's the case but um yeah i'm just i'm just glad to hear that you know we're actually doing it because we're both you know big comic book fans big indie comic book fans as well and um and i'm glad that you know we're actually you know doing justice to the medium Oh, totally, definitely, and and Rico, you, speak to this, please. Be that before we brought you on, SK, we were kind of talking that the only the only thing that Rico didn't like about the book that 
I don't have a problem with, and it's a silly thing. It really is. It's he's 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 very old school about everything. Like he prefers VHS over DVD. He's that kind of guy. <laughs> and so he, which is they ironic, because streaming, right? Yeah. Well, the, I, the irony is, I work at a video store. If I work at a video <laughs> store, <laughs> sorry. So no, it's it, okay. We laugh at him all the time. So yeah, I mean, whenever someone's like, "Oh yeah, I got this on Netflix," I'm like, "You dirty whore!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like I have customers that come in and be like, "Oh, I wanted to watch this, but you know, it was on Netflix." And I'm like, "Oh wow, do you go to McDonald's and say it sounds good? Burger King? Like, is that how you're treating me?" I do, uh, but that's beside the really point. point. Um, but but to go with what he's saying, it, he started off by saying the one thing he did like about the book. That's the wrong way of saying it. That's true. I'm sorry. I He's like, right. I love the book, but I love. I don't like the fact it's not a book. I don't. I. I don't yeah. like looking at digital things. I'm an old school. I like to feel and smell that paper. You know. It, well, that's a great thing then, because I'm like. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I uh, largely um, how we've been distributing this has been via digital. Uh, sadly, or blessedly depending on how you look at it uh but no i mean no he and i are both old school in that sense too is that we like you know there's something about having a tangible book in your hand and you know it just sets the boys from the men i think personally see and but well i i appreciate that don't get me wrong like i don't not appreciate having the paper copy or, or whatever. I like the convenience and be able to grab my tablet. And, you know, if you end up making 30 of these, having the entire collection right there in my hand, if I wanted to read them all, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but that doesn't make, e I don't think that makes anyone right oh, or no, wrong, yeah, the, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I didn't really give that impression. I was putting, oh, I, no. Much no, 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 no. She said it. I'm a man. You're a boy. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's exactly what she said. You're right, Rico. So, <laughs> SK, what what inspired this story? What what brought what made you want to bring this story to light, as opposed to maybe anything else you've written? Yeah, what awful hardships would you go through? <laughs> Great, Rico. Oh, no. Insult the guest in the first ten minutes. Thank you. That's fantastic. What no, 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 no. It's, it's it's okay. It's okay. I had it coming. Um. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, what, what, like, what trials and tribulation? Well, I will say this, uh, cause we've, uh, you guys have read issue two by now. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I should help. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, we, the very first one we did issue one, it was, it was its own animal and still kind of is. Um, and I want to say this for people who are interested in reading that and just getting like a taste of what, you know, this story is about. You can get it, um, um, our newsletter, on uh, the Music Maker Comics, Comics with an X uh, website, um, you can you can get a free download of issue one. We do that just, you know, to get people over that hump of actually, you know, getting interested in something that they may not have necessarily heard about prior Giving to that. out that free taste, that's what that's all about, right there. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> just getting that little, just getting our foot in the door has been yep. the biggest issue and everything, because People have been really positive once we get them to that point. It's just, you know, it's getting there. Yeah. But um, yeah. I forgot. I, completely I, forgot I, what the I was. was hooked by the first. <laughs> I was hooked by the first issue. I was really. Yeah, me too. It, it, to me, it looked like, and this is this is as uh, much of a compliment as, as I possibly can. It looked like if like Tim Burton had like drawn uh. 
Like the the art is very dark. Everybody's got a six pack, but it's really that. <laughs> but it's that gaunt, Iggy Pop kind of yeah. body. They yeah. look like like they've done heroin, but it, you know the the features. But it looks are, like an acid trip as well, too. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's like if Tim Burton was said, "Well, I could draw a superhero," <laughs> and it's like it looks like like Marilyn Manson. You're like, that's not a superhero, motherfucker. It's like why. <laughs> Just because he looks like a heroin act, you're like, I mean, yeah, but I was you know, sucked into it. I, I don't, yeah. I, my favorite thing is that his name is Maestro. That for me, I was like, <laughs> that is such a great superhero name is Maestro. And, and that actually is, oh, sorry, I'll let you. No, no, no please, by all means. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that was actually, it's actually funny um, that you mentioned that is because um, not in the first five, we're going to hammer out the first five issues and then we'll see where we're going with this, hopefully for another five and then another five after that. And that's about, that'll give us to like 15 and then um, maybe we'll continue on with it. We're not really sure. We are going to be possibly uh, shopping it to some publishers. So that's going to be fun. But um, what I was, uh, what I was going to say in uh, regards to that, um, yeah, uh, yeah, like, I mean, the whole, yeah, the Maestro name is going to be, uh, really significant to the story later on, and it's actually going to be something, because it's distinctive, it's not clear right now, but it's distinctive only, no one else but his sister calls him that. It's, right. it's one of those things that... <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle... Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Or you don't notice it right away, but once you start reading, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's it's, it's going to be... Um, actually pretty critical to the story in like the next um six to ten so uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad that you're jazzed about it because that was one of the things that i was um i got i got some feedback that wasn't entirely positive about the name um but i i was like well i mean it makes sense because it's like it means you know it's it's like master of music so i mean and that's right. pretty much his yeah, like his so so called superpower because I feel kind of weird saying it's a superpower, even though it kind of is. Um, but yeah, that it has to do with sound and music, and that's you know, I mean, what the whole thing is about. Yeah, pun intended. It is instrumental to him. Like, <laughs> I mean, it really is a part of the character that, on a whole, this is not a hero. He's you know he's oh, a yeah. drug oh, yeah. addict. He. Yeah. You know, he's been, he's a convicted felon. He's, you know, he tried to smuggle drugs through Thailand, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> as one does, you know. As one so. does. <laughs> you know. I, I you love, know, I love how, I love, I love how you add that he's got like an IQ of 168, 
but he didn't think that there would be like police, like drug enforced police dogs there. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And that goes with the guy can be so smart, but he's overlooking the simplest things. Well, and, yeah. And if I could touch back to Rico, something you and I almost jokingly make sure we reference to every episode. He, he is a Tony Stark as character, except that, it's music instead of machinery that seems to be his tool. You know what I mean? Like, because Tony doesn't have any powers, and I'm not trying to get into a whole Iron Man discussion, but he he develops this, he develops the armor that allows him to ha- have the powers that he has. Maestro here knows how to manipulate music and manipulate people's listening of music in a way that benefits him. So it's very similar in that, in that way and he's they're both geniuses in terms of IQ so like it that's where i got from the he's, character he's the anti stark oh totally yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but think about early that's stark perfect. too i mean he's very you know just with women and, and drinking and tony might not have done drugs but he's very that we know Tony Stark but, 100% yeah. did drugs well sure but we never <laughs> saw that so you know Thank the you. point the point being though is that those it's it's parallel very similarly I think but in a good way yeah you could definitely tell that um one of my favorite heroes growing up was Iron Man and uh, like there's no exactly yeah, I mean it, it's it's kind of obvious a second and it's going to be obvious that um I was a big Constantine fan Mm. too so um yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be not yet it won't be for a minute but spoiler it's going to be no but that's um, not a but yeah, bad uh, thing tony mixed with constantine i that's a book i want to read so i love hearing that so yeah. that's great well because yeah and in um and yeah and uh, like i said we both came into this um andres and myself we both came into this you know with our you know comic book nerd hats on and you know whenever we had this idea about what it was and it's so funny because i I mean the the way i even found him is is a little ridiculous because i found him via deviant art and i probably shouldn't even be telling the story but it's it's amazing to me (laughs) um but um yeah i like i you know you can post um i came up with this character i knew i wanted to have just the idea of someone who could be almost like a Tony Stark kind of character, but with music, but with sound and, but uh, almost like a kind of hypnosis. Um, and who was, you know, ridiculously intelligent, but was obviously flawed, you know, the drugs, Mm -hmm. the, the sex, the, you know, the, the, just the blatant narcissism and, you know, the ego. Um, and so I knew that I wanted to have, um, the only thing that I said, I gave two, um, I gave two um, major uh, descriptions for what I was looking for. I said, one, I wanted to have like an Aeon Flux kind of feel, kind of Peter Chung. Yes. Kind of okay. I was going to say, honestly, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, SK, but there was that animated Spawn series on HBO way back. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember I, that. I kept thinking it felt like that, but now that you see Aeon Flux, you're right. It's closer to that than it is to the Spawn. Yeah. Okay. But pretty much, I mean, but close to Spawn too, because I mean, I definitely like I grew up on. Well, I wasn't supposed to be watching it, but I grew up on that too. And, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a part of it as well. But yeah, the the two descriptions I gave Aeon Flux and then uh, not safe for work because of the subject matter of the story. Well. 
the not safe for work part was uh that was entertaining because yeah i got kind of like this flood of you know furry porn and such but oh um, dear <laughs> yeah a little interesting Which, a little side thing i remember uh, i was i was hanging out with a, a, a co-worker of mine and he was writing he had like write and illustrate furry porn for a friend of his yeah and he he was doing like there were big birds and i was like why are they called furries they should be called like they have feathers they should be called furries and no, i said they should be called downies uh. <laughs> and he's like that is fucking great and he's like i'm gonna write to the guys like these are now called downies so, well, there you go, Rico. My, You've awesome. contributed to, to the furry con- community. There's, so. Yeah, there's my contribution to the, the furry community. <laughs> Very nice. Very nicely done. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, in short, you can you can tell where where my mind is at. You so, know, I, I mean, your inspiration is your inspiration. But when I was reading it, I kept thinking, this is the character of Mozart in Amadeus. Mm. Yeah, if he if he actually lived and became more of a degenerate, <laughs> because I mean I'm assuming we've all seen Amadeus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that one of the greatest musical minds ever was in the body of this immature, drunk, you know, uh, womanizing, imi- you know, just just shitbag of a person with a brain <laughs> laugh i hate when you do that to the point where it's like if he hadn't died at the end of spoiler i mean it's been <laughs> it's been what 300 years um yeah something like that yeah yeah then too soon, man too soon yeah too oh fuck i'm sorry <laughs> uh mo- Actually, mozart didn't ha- most it might be closer to like uh, 700 years, Rico. It's been a long time. So, yeah. What? You said 300. I think it might be closer to 700 because 300 is only 1700s. Yeah, that's when Mozart was. Was it? Okay, I thought it was young earlier. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Beethoven's eight is 1800. So, okay. Beethoven after Mozart. Yeah. I grew, up, I grew up with an Italian father. I know this. I know <laughs> you know. Yes, I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that watching it, it's like even the name Maestro and and Mozart are so similar to the point where it's like you watch this. I can if this was made in like if they made a movie of this and it was in the eighties, I can imagine like Tom Hulse really kind yeah. of like you yeah. put some punk rocker shit on him, you got your Maestro. I don't know, yeah. Rico. For me, I if we're doing eighties, I'm picturing one of the Corys. Either Feldman or a ham. I'm not sure. But, um, well, I'll, I'll I'm not know, wrong. If, honestly, if, if this movie was made now, my my opinion, I see Ben Foster personally. Ben Foster, who play? Who did he play? Ben Foster is that like actor that is like, oh, it's that dude. He played Angel in X Men: The Last Stand. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be nice, actually. I but I and the reason why I bring that up is because he was in the movie. Uh, something, uh, something dog, American dog, uh, something like that. And he plays a drug addict, but he's like a tough guy, but he's like a genius, but he's so addicted to drugs that you're watching. You're like, how could someone so smart do something so stupid? Exactly. 
so frequently. And that's the point is the drugs and the, and the genius don't actually, they actually kind of make each other in a I weird roundabout way. I don't want to get too far away from talking to SK about her project, but if I was going to cast this right off the top of my head, I honestly have two people in mind for like current day. And it's, it's either um, Edgerton. I don't know why, but I think he could play this character or um, Adam Driver. The two that I think could play this uh, character, Adam Driver. Adam Driver is a really good choice. You know, yeah. So I was that's just, just thinking that. That's just where I'm at. But anyway, I kind of want to get back to interviewing SK because that's the point of this. Um, we can we can cast the I'm movie. Having a good time. No, I'm good. Glad glad to hear that. But I, I to Rico's point about the music, and he'll tell you is he loves music, but he knows it's a passion of mine. You can't see it, but I have a G clef tattooed on my arm. So, oh, nice. Music is a a major, major passion of mine. So the fact that you took this and sent it around music, one, was just enough to catch me. But then as I'm going through it and I came across the first QR code and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I and of course, if I see a QR code, I'm going to scan it because I'm a child. And, you know. I hit it and Beethoven starts playing on the first one. And I'm like, whoa, you know, and then you get deeper into the issue and it's it's the original music from, from the band. And we'll talk about them in a minute. But the fact that you're you're not only making this character who's involved in music, you're actually bringing the music to life in a way through the book is really, really intriguing to me. Like, for example, with, with issue two, there's the the QR code right on the full page shot of the concert. And I will tell you that I scanned it and listened to the entire song and didn't move off the page until the song ended because oh, nice. even though the, even though it's a still picture, I felt like I was watching the concert. So oh, I love hearing that. Yeah. So it really, it, and it, anyone who listens to and loves music like I do is this is going to, touch like that i think you know i think i think it's it's the right way and it's ingenious putting those qr codes in well i mean thank you and that's and that was something that actually came very 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 late in the game um because we weren't even sure if if it was if it was possible we were like racking our brains um to think and you know and i one of my beta readers said you know it would be cool like you know and i said yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah if it was like you know because it's really cool that you're doing this concept with a medium that doesn't have sound right. and um and i was like yeah that's yeah that's kind of you know that was where the idea kind of first started in its infancy um but yeah like i think it was literally a year to 6 months prior to actually getting together and putting putting the comic itself together that we were like, well, what if we like tried QR codes? I mean, maybe we could. And then, you know, and then it just, it, it, it kind of developed from there. And, um, the biggest issue has been, and this again, worked, worked in our favor was, um, you know, we're not going to be showing a whole bunch of, um, really big name music and everything because, you know, a, I mean, a we can't, yeah, exactly. A, we can't afford it. B, they really they don't need or want us, you know, in their realm anyway. So, I mean, that was kind of fine. But yeah, the the idea of having actual sounds and actual music in the um, in the story was, I think, I mean, 
it's it's one of the things that is going to set it apart. So um, oh, totally, and we are pretty proud of. Yeah, it reminds me of a book, and I I don't remember the name of it, and it's deep in my comic book collection, and I was not about to go digging it out just to reference <laughs> it. But there was a book I got back at a comic con here. I live right outside Philadelphia, so I was at a comic con in Philly. 20 years ago at this point, maybe maybe more. Yeah, it's probably like 25 years ago. And I got this book for free. It was, it was, I think it's called Anarchy, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. And it came with a cassette tape. And you, oh, as you cool. read the book, you were supposed to play the tape, and it had sounds and music and actually voice actors acting the book out as you read it. And this... And it, it was good, but it was a little cheesy. This is not cheesy, but what this does is Thank it reminds... No, no, not... I mean that. But <laughs> what this does is it reminds me of that in in the new age, in the 21st century, these QR codes, being able to, to hit that code with your phone while you're reading the book. Like, I had my tablet on my lap when I was reading this, and my phone was right next to me as it... I mean, as it always is. So what I... What I was able to do was pick up my phone, turn on the camera, and scan the QR code, and it starts playing the music. And it was just a cool experience to be able to then put my phone next to me while I'm still reading. Because, like, especially in the first issue with the Beethoven, it's it's meant to go over a couple frames, if I understood it correctly. So that's the way I interpret it. Yeah. So, as I was... You know, I was turning pages and reading frames while it was playing behind me. Whereas, like I said, with issue two and the concert, I freeze framed. Like, at first, I did turn the page, and it occurred to me that, like, the next frame doesn't really fit with the music. You can. It doesn't, like, take you out of the experience. But I felt like it was better to sit and focus on that page while the song played. And that's. But the, yeah, just having that in. Taking advantage of the technology that's available, I thought was just genius, honestly. Well, I mean, thank you. I mean, hoping and hoping it pans out. And part of the part of uh, part of the challenge with that was um, also making the music very much. It's it's very much icing on the cake. It can't be the yeah. it can't be the cake because you're not always you know not everyone is going to be in a position where they can listen to it. They're not gonna. I don't know. They're either not going to, I don't know anyone who doesn't have a smartphone, but anyway, um, <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> do, but I know the point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, they, uh, the art and the storyline had to be strong enough that it was going to survive on its own without the QR codes. The QR codes are great and they tie into the whole concept and the theme of the book. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not a prerequisite to enjoy this either. Right. And to that point, Rico, you read the book without ever scanning the QR codes, didn't you not? Right. I I was that I I went into it thinking like, one, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> 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 Two, I don't care as much. Uh, as much. I mean, as no disrespect to you, I wouldn't do that for anything. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can vouch for that, SK. It's not a you, you know, thing; it's a Rico thing. So. <laughs> you know, CJ is right. He is the musical guy between the two of us. I still like music. Absolutely, I'm like, I'm I'm a Sinatra fan. Like, I like shit that is. I <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle. 
is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cashback one more time. We match all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. I, you know, I, I have people that have been dead for, you know, from old age for the past 20 years. You know, Mozart. You know. Sinatra, you get the you get where he's going here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I do. He's, he's got a t- he's got a tattoo of a musical note. I got a tattoo of a fedora. So there's yeah. Oh, th- see, there you go. Right. Well, see, now um, I have to show her mine. See, I'll see if I can get the camera okay, angle. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. Not that low, buddy. There it is. <laughs> oh, it's bloody too. That's yeah. awesome. It, it's meant to represent the music is in my in my blood. So that's why it's like that. <clears throat> but anyway, Rico, your point. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 re- I read it without the the musical uh, cues, uh, so to speak. So, but it. But when he described it to me, because I was like, wait, there's a whole fucking thing that I'm missing. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's all right. But like, it, but it literally did remind me of of those. It wasn't a comic book. It was a child. It was a bunch of children's books that like Disney yes. did. Yeah. It's like you want to read 101 Dalmatians. Put in this tape, and when you hear the ding, you turn the page. Yeah, you have, like, I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had one for like Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I'm like, when when the faces melt, turn the page. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have one for something like Clockwork or Orange, Rico, because your dad oh would just show God. you some weird that's shit. Terrifying. After yeah. the weird group rape, turn the page. Yeah, right. Oh, um, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're but, fine. I'm, yeah, you're you're fine. We're Absolutely. We're, we're demented. Yeah, know you wrote dement you a demented comic. Yeah, yeah your, I was like, uh, I was about to say. Um, I, I think I have my street cred. Thank you. You're totally. You're absolutely. You're 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 part of the weird group. Um, but <laughs> that, that was, what's how the fuck did you come up with this? Yeah, what what was the <laughs> genesis for Maestro and and his backstory and where it's where it's what? ultimately going. What drugs did you partake in? Oh, stop it! <laughs> for well, research. <laughs> for, for research, I was researching this. Uh, I was researching this project long before this project even existed. Long before <laughs> I wanted to write. Long before I was even a what? Well, yeah, crazy amounts of research. I don't even remember all the research I did. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there were nights where you just stayed up late doing research. You just no doing idea. research. You don't doing even know what you were research. You know, you had, just <laughs> reading the same line over and over again. Amazing! Wow. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's seven a.m. already. <laughs> <laughs> I did so much research. I'm so uh, good at this. I should get another study buddy. <laughs> You're killing our guest here, Rico. You're killing the guest. Having a good time. Yeah, I'm having a 
damn good time here. Good, uh, good. And you can tell I had a damn good time researching this story. Um, yes. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I was going through a list of, I mean, this, the story started out as prose before it eventually made the jump into, oh, hey, this would be about a million times better as a comic book. So, so um, I'm sorry so, not to interrupt, but you, so you originally had planned to make this like a novel or something like that. I didn't know what it was going to be. I I started with um, I did a lot of playwriting in college, and okay. um, I, I wrote a novel that didn't go anywhere um, in my teens. Um, and this was one of the characters that um, this was one of the characters I had lying around and I was just, you know, going through stuff and everything. And I was uh, the intent was to make a book. Um, and then the more I was, you know, the more I was like, you know, just thinking about it from day to day and everything, not going anywhere with it. Um, the more I was like, you know what? I, I would really, really like to. And by the way, you might hear my dog in the background. I apologize. You heard um, mine. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, your mine, child. Mine is right here, so... <laughs> yeah. We all have dogs. Um, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was like, I was going through, um, like, these characters I had sitting on the back burner, and this was not the sort of character that I ever thought would actually be center stage in um, in a story, never mind a comic book, because he is so drastically different from characters that you see. Well, I mean, not totally unheard of, but, I mean... He's not. He's very much not the hero and not the heroic type. Um, he's also not he very cookie really cutter. Like you said, well, he, you say he's yeah. not drastically different, but he stands out just enough that he's his own thing. I agree with you there. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, and he wasn't. I mean, he's certainly not an everyman. You know, no. kind of character. I don't, <laughs> not by a long shot. Um, but not yeah, the certain more... parts of New York. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw this character and the more I was, you know, it just seemed like it would be fun to write. And then, um, I don't know, I was talking to some friends and um, we were going back and forth and everything. And someone, I don't know whether it was me or somebody else, I can't remember at this point, said, um, you know, maybe as a comic, this would work out a mm. lot better. And it's something that I've always had interest in. Um, I've always been a comic nerd. I've been a comic nerd since, you know, even... I mean, technically, even before I could read comics, because I was, it was, um, you know, the after school cartoons and things like that yeah, were what yeah. started me out. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It was just like, it felt like the right time. And then, you know, just like every, you know, the plans aligned just so. And then I found Andres and then it just kind of snowballed from there. So, yeah. And that actually leads to my, what you just said just leads to my next question was how, you said you'd put that thing out on DVNR, but how did you specifically narrow down to Andres versus somebody else? He was the only one who came close, honestly. Um, like, I came across, I honestly came across maybe like, maybe maybe one or two artists, and, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say names, but sure, uh, that sure. were not up to, like, um, comic book caliber. Uh, everyone else was just, phenomenally talented but it just wasn't hitting it was, pun intended it wasn't hitting the right notes right it wasn't right. yeah and <laughs> uh, yeah anyway yeah, I, I said instrumental so i'm yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. rico set the bar. the bar you're fine you're good 
Um, but yeah, like he's was the only one where it was like these, you know, and not all of his artwork is like that. The the bulk of it is, but um, like he can you can tell very clearly if you check out his uh, DeviantArt or his um, Facebook fan page. He's a big Frank Miller fan. Like okay. it's obvious. Yeah, okay. and you do, and you and I think you see that to a certain extent with our yeah. stuff, but uh, yeah, it's not quite as obvious. But he just had, and then I just I remember it was, it was one specific um, picture they had done. It was just a woman holding a coffee, but just the way he had drawn it, it was it, it was exactly what I was looking for. And I was like, oh my god, can you just can you maybe you do like can you give me some character designs of what you would? And I you know gave like rough descriptions of what I wanted because I wanted him to have you know artistic liberty as well sure um i i gave him like a rough idea of what i wanted and and he brought back and i was like oh my god you you have to you have to be the illustrator for my book you have to do this like i'm not taking no for an answer here <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing he jumped right on board then yeah yeah and he was game for it. and he he had worked on um he had worked on another independent comic um that you can get through comiXology called template and okay. it's it, you definitely see his style. He does have that kind of he's always distinctive, like, you know, it varies from um, point to point. But you always definitely know um, his style like a mile off. He's just distinctive in that way. So he Rico and I are both big Kevin Smith fans, if you probably haven't figured that out already. <laughs> yeah. And so we I listen to a lot of his podcasts, as does Rico, and he's talked about on what used to be called Fat Man on Batman and now called Batman Beyond. Batman the, Beyond. What'd I say? Batman Beyond. Oh, it's Fat Man Beyond. He's right, yeah. Um it I, I I'm sorry. But he's talked <laughs> about what it's like to be the director and writer of a comic book and he's talked about the process so but he's also said that every every collaboration of artist and writer have their own individual process. So, did mm-hmm. did you tell Andres like I want this in this frame and I want this in a splash page, or or did you kind of let him just take the story and and design it the way he saw based upon the the words? Well, like I said, I gave rough description, and um, we are kind of working with a slight you know, language barrier. Right. But, um, he's, but he, yeah, he's, he's got, um, English is a second language, but he's, he's got a real command of it. So that was one good thing. Um, what, uh, what I do is, um, he and I both think in terms of, um, like camera angles. Okay. We don't necessarily think of, yeah, we don't necessarily think in terms of, um, I mean, you know, this panel, you know, first panel has such and such going on, you know, um, it we, it's later revealed that such and such is going on and things like that. But we both, um, the way he illustrates and the way I write, we both think in terms of, yeah, camera angles. And that's okay. one thing where we actually really gelled. And so whenever I'm giving him a couple of uh, descriptions, he just automatically knows where um i'm where i'm coming from because he thinks in the same kind of way that i do and that's just one of those things that we just really lucked out on honestly so essentially um, you're trying to make a movie but in comic book form you just want to direct a movie but you don't have a camera uh, pretty 
pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. want to be, I just want to do everything. But that's, um, that, that's yeah. fine. That's cool. I mean, that, that's a really unique way of, of making a comic book or a it book is. or, or, or anything. It's just like, I want this comic book to look like a movie just in 2d form. Pretty much. I mean, well, I, I almost, okay. Like, like I said before, um, I did playwriting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that actually turned out to be really good groundwork for this because I, well, I, I, I studied visual arts in school and then I also studied playwriting in school. Um, that both of those were really good in terms of a, I knew how much roughly how much direction to give and how much, uh, leeway to give, um, for a visual artist. And then secondly, I knew that, um, I had this kind of, I have this way of writing that is a lot less um, specific than most uh, comic book writers I've noticed. Okay. I, ha- I, I, it's, it's a lot more broad. There's a lot more that, you know, it can go one of two ways usually with um, most comic book writers. They're, you know, they're pretty specific. They want it to look a certain way. They want the uh, bubbles to be in certain, you know. You know, they're, they're really specific. Um, I'm not at all. Um, <laughs> I like I, uh, I like the fact that um, I give uh, maybe one or two. I get one or two points that are like, okay, we absolutely have to have this. Or, um, uh, the, for instance, the character Asta had to look a certain way. She had to be mm. uh, pretty physically attractive because, you know, Maestro is his shallow self. Um, right, right. So, like, things like that. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, you know, uh, how the uh, camera is, like, angled, how the how you're seeing um, what the spacing is between characters, and that that is almost entirely left up to him, and I give maybe a few pointers of the kind of vibe that I want the panel to have. So, yeah, and okay. then, of course, you know, uh, the dialogue, too. Done. Okay. Oh uh, no. To, to your point about camera angles, like that, for lack of a better phrase, that splash page of the concert that I've mentioned before is so good. I would honestly just pull that page out and frame it and hang it. I just love that piece <laughs> of art. That that's it's really an amazing piece. Um, speaking of the concert, though, I I wanted to get into the music a little bit. I mean, obviously, it's called Music Maker, and obviously, he manipulates music. But wh- how did you go about finding the band? I mean, obviously, this is an original, with the exception of the Beethoven piece, which I'm sure is open source at this point anyway. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. Uh, it's all original music, I'm assuming, because you're worried about licensing and all that kind of jazz. So, Yeah, and that was um, and that was one of the things, one of our little hiccups initially. Um, I think, I don't know if I've... I, I, I originally I want to have I can't I don't even know if I can actually say what song it was because it was a fairly um it wasn't I thought it was in the public domain it was not it was just it's it's not going to be there for like I think well probably probably we never will be um it's probably going to get you know renewed or what have you right um but one of the original songs that was going to be and it wasn't even the song itself it was just going to be the lyrics. And, um, midway through, uh, writing, um, issue one, it was actually for issue one. It was instead of the, um, the death prayer, uh, by, uh, it's a, which is a John Don poem, uh, that Madison says it was actually, uh, going to be, and this is, it was funny only to myself and no one else, <laughs> which is why I didn't have such a hard time letting it go. 
Uh, it was actually going to be, uh, well, I'm going to say it. It was uh, Suicide is Painless, uh, which is the theme from MASH. Oh. And it, yeah. it's. I never knew to name the, any of that. I've only just yeah. known it as a MASH theme song, but yeah, okay. Yeah. The, the, the lyrics to it are actually really deep and it's really heavy. But the thing of it is, is because it is so synonymous with the show, yeah. it's it's one of those ones. Yeah, exactly. It gives it gives a totally different vibe to the song. And so, you know, it's like, oh, no, it's not a chorus of angels singing you to your death. It's it's your sister playing on a guitar and singing in the theme from a 70s TV show, yeah. you know, and again. <laughs> right, right. It, it was one of those things that was only funny to me. So I didn't have a hard time letting it go whenever someone pointed out to me. You know, you're going to get sued to a wall. You realize that, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they're going to match your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I was like, and I was like, oh, wait. You, but, but it's only the lyrics. It's not the actual. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're still, you're still pretty boned. And I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. So l- let's rethink this. And, um, fortunately, I have, I have, the uh, great pleasure and great honor of knowing a lot of um, Pittsburgh underground music, music and musicians. Um, so one of the, um, but that wasn't, I didn't even think to like hit any of them up for the first issue. The first issue was uh, society of the silver cross who I just came across, um, you know, via just via the internet. And I just said, okay. Hey, I really dig your, dig the sound you got going here. Would you like to, and I just explained what the whole thing was about. Um, so yeah, we had to, you know, that's one thing that we always have to be mindful of is that the music that has to go into the story has to be either original or it has to be music that we get personal, um, the personal okay to use Yeah, because, you know, yeah, we don't, we also didn't want to limit how many times you can play it, which is sometimes the case with QR codes. Yes. Um, I I had some that you... I went back to read issue one because you sent that back to us a while ago, like last yeah, summer. Yeah. And I went back today and reread it just to refresh my memory on the material. And when I tried to pull up the QRs for that one, I had more trouble than pulling up the QRs for the second issue. Now, I got them. I was able to get it, but it fought with me a little more, you know, than the first than issue two. So. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that we've had to be at least mindful of that, you know, um, especially whenever it's, uh, especially whenever it's like the tangible, the tangible book is it's going to be, cause that's, it can only be printed one way. We can't really like, you know, yeah. send an updated issue or anything to everyone who you know, had one and everything. So that's something that we're like conscious of and something that we have to like, you know, be mindful of in the future and everything. But that was also another reason why we were, I can't even say we're really limited, but there are choices in music and musicians is um, we are only pulling from a certain pool because, um, like I said, they have to be okay with us using it, you know, continuously that every time, you know, you read the book, you have the option of scanning the music and listening to it. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. And we can talk about this off off air, but I'm a bit of a tech person, so I have a, a technical idea that may help you with that. QR problem that I can suggest, but um, that aside, I can also recommend that we know a musician who's pretty talented who could probably help you with this. Now he's not from Pittsburgh area, but he oh that's fine. 
uh, you've heard our you've heard our music, and it's the guy who's done our music, and he but he he can do genres all across the board. So yeah. he's not a band; he's a one guy. But you know, if you want us to connect awesome. it. Yeah, yeah, we can try to connect it with him if you for future stuff if you want it. But um, the band in, in issue two, I keep wanting to say episode two because I keep thinking we we talk movies and TV <laughs> so much. I keep wanting to say episode, which I guess in theory it is an episode, but it yeah. really is an issue. Um, they reminded me very much of Breaking Benjamin when I was listening to it. Yeah. They had a very similar sound to them, and I I. As a fan of them, that really spoke to me too. It was like, okay, this is cool. It's got that that vibe to it. It was really interesting. So I'm, I am curious to hear what you're going to come up with next because you mentioned in your email that it was you got the issue ready for their final concert. So is, does that mean the band has disbanded? Yeah, and then yeah, unfortunately, I'm um, two of the band members I've known literally since they were in diapers. <laughs> I knew them prior to. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the music is still available and it's still, it's still out there. They're just not going to be producing any newer stuff because it just, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and they weren't able to, uh, their final concert was, I think was the first one that they'd done in like nearly six months. It was just like more of a practicality issue that they weren't mm. able to technically get together for like constant everything. I think they still are going to be making music. But um, it's just going to be it, probably not. There won't be any live concerts or anything like that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. they're they're not disbanding completely. They're just not performing as frequently. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like um, like every single one of them is still making music. It just you know, it is probably probably like via the internet or something like that. I don't know how exactly they're going to be doing it, but yeah, they're all still musicians. It's, well, and like that's what, like I said, we're not. We're not. We're certainly not trying to press our guy, but if you want us to connect you with him, we certainly can because he's he's really talented, and I think it would be. I'd be down. Good, yeah, he'd be a good fit for your book. I think honestly. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, not musically, but I, Enrico, I think you and I spoke about this when we talked about the comic when we first reviewed it. But we love the fact that at one point. <laughs> spoilers, I hate to do it to you, but it is issue one, and you said it's free, so I'm not going to damage it too much. But Maestro dies at one point, or at least leaves his body, and for that part of the book to be in color. So what was Mm -hmm. the decision to make that in color with everything else being black and white? Because that was, to me, Enrico, you agreed with me when we talked about it, it was a a genius idea. That was a really good idea. Well, I mean, first of all, Andres could do it. Uh, that was the biggest, that was the thing was, you know, he wasn't just an exclusively um, black and white um, illustrator. He could do, he could, he does his own color. Um, we don't have a separate color, uh, colorist, sorry, um, doing that. And then midway through, um, uh, I don't, oh, I want to say it was, I'd like to take credit for, it. I don't think it was me though. Um, it was one of my beta readers and they were like, oh, wow, this is really cool. What, uh, you know, they really were gun ho about that particular scene. And I was, and it just, for whatever reason, I just thought, you know what, I wonder if we can actually, if we could maybe do that in color and not, and, but not have the entire thing in color, just have that, you know, it's going to be, um, it's going to be like a one-off. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be, you know, 
just where it merits it in the story. It's not going to be something that's going to be constant, right. which, yeah. So, um, so is, is it going to be, and um, listen, if you don't want to spoil this, that's fine. I respect that. But is it only going to be when he's communicating with the other side or is it just going to be where it's appropriate per issue? Um, both. Okay. Both. It will be, um, yeah, there will be times whenever it comes into play the same way it does as in issue one. And then there will be times whenever it's just primarily um, like a, like something that you're meant to focus on. Right, right. Uh, when wh- what's the villain's name again? Mister Green or the Green Man? Which wh- what is his name? The Green, the Green Man. When the fuck is he gonna do something? Because I'm like, I really <laughs> want. Him. Like, I love a good villain, but right now, Meister is the only villain that I can see. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want, you know, he he has this look that like reminds me of a, uh. uh Oh God! What the hell is that movie? It's the one where De Niro plays the devil. Um, Angel Heart. It has like this real. He just the few images we got of him. He looks like Rorschach from Watchmen, blended with like a little bit of Creole, like old voodoo, yeah. like devil shit. I want yeah. more of that. I want, <laughs> you know, because you know, you most of the time, the villains are charismatic or moody or they're above they're um larger than life you already have that for your protagonist and he's barely a protagonist you know (laughs) so it's like you got like a villain and an anti-hero and i i'm curious how they're gonna clash so i i want more of the villain yeah if i can if i can bitch and demand i want to We we're definitely well, time to make demands. So. We're definitely yeah. on board. I know if I have only one demand, it's you asked if you could use a quote of our review in issue two, and then I flipped to issue two, and it's not there. What 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 happened? It's gonna get you know. It's gonna get. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm totally. Oh no, teasing. no 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 no. There was a legit. There was a logistic reason about that. And okay. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing to do with the. Um, we're not gonna to sue. At all. I promise. We're not gonna sue for it. I promise you that. <laughs> um, we don't um, have the money no, to it was, like, it, was, it was like the amount of pages no. like that we had. Yeah. Totally understood. Know, just cause... just teasing. But no, we we're both we're both highly excited for the book. And I think yeah. what's what's it what I think is even great about it and it speaks to the to the book itself is Rico and I are both excited and I think our level of excitement is the same, but our reasons for being excited are different. And I think that speaks to the book well no rico we both like the story but you i mean i'm excited to hear what music's coming next you know like because again you know i'm into that kind of thing so i'm curious to see what the next qr code is going to bring to the story and you're just enjoying the story and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that so i i think that's another reason why this is a really really good book for someone to pick up because it 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 speaks to multitudes of people, I think, in that way because it, it you, mm-hmm. you'll hit just different audiences, and I think that's perfect way to do it. So, well, that's awesome to hear, and that's that's <laughs> that's the goal. I didn't know if we would, you know, you never know whether or not it's actually going to, you know, hit the mark and everything. But I mean, I'm glad to hear we're doing it. So, hey, you hit the mark faster than we have because I'm sure we haven't hit the mark with this show yet, and we've been trying for almost two years. So, at this point, you know, speak for yourself. 
<laughs> but um, Rico, You're did you have anything else? No, thank you, did, did, Rico. Did you have anything else you wanted to ask her about? Because I've kind of gotten through everything I need. I wanted to talk about. I don't know. Can we have cameos in the comic? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, just, just yeah like, you totally can. Just the random podcasters that are just like, <laughs> wait, you guys hear about this random fucking like villain? When's he yeah. gonna do some shit? Actually, you know yes. what? Like, look, I'm not gonna tell you how to do your story, but I would actually love it if Maestro like fucked with us mid podcast by like pumping music into us somehow. That would be just Oh my like, gosh. We're so, having okay, conversation okay. and then he just starts manipulating the conversation. That would be fucking mind blowing um but anyway that's how I, that's how i vision it but i'm not the writer you're the writer we're not the writers so yeah, um, there is whore. there is something oh sorry go ahead no we're just the whores we just yeah oh. be- <laughs> uh, that's true too heard, that's heard, true too i thought it was this a first part of horror and i no. was like okay i just I, I clearly cut him off, and it's like, oh no, you're just whores. Yeah, okay, no, we're cool. just whores. Yeah, that's true. Horror, I can't, I can't horror, argue horror that. Whores. Um, horror whores. So, listen, everybody listening to us, all all our fans, you need you need to read this book. If you didn't like our first review, or you didn't go check it out after our first review, you need to go back and check this book out because it really is good. And I mean, you talked about capping it at fifteen. I'm not going to tell you how to do your art, but I hope you don't. I hope there's many more to come because it's it's really that captivating. And and I'd actually, I mean, obviously I read it when you first sent both the first issue and the second issue. I hadn't read them in a while. And going back and reading again, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how much I actually enjoyed this. So I um, really, really am excited to read issues 3 through 15 and hopefully more. But um yeah that's really that's really it. and thank you so much for joining us on potaskew because we're nobodies <laughs> no this has been awesome and no and you guys are no you guys are fantastic okay so well yeah. thank you i do so i guess real quick just so we can inflate our own egos what what have you heard of our show if anything and what did you what did you enjoy um i enjoy yeah, enough well, about you let's go back yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. I like well because your reviews are usually pretty spot on. I mean, like, I think that's the um, first person that's ever said that about our reviews. I'm yeah, fucking I'm loving that. Right. No, no seriously. Well, I mean, okay, I'm not gonna say I agree with everything, but twenty five percent of the time, yeah, no, no, and I and it, like, and it's not just solely reviews either. It's a lot of fun too. I actually like Thank listening you. to your podcast, and that was one of the reasons that. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, again, blowing smoke. So uh, no, hey, yeah. we we'll take all the smoke you want to blow. Trust me. Um, <laughs> but no, th- first off, thank you for reaching out to us um, way back and just saying, hey, would you check out my comic? And and we loved it, and we're on board. If we can do anything to help, whether we're in the book or not, because I'm not as greedy as Rico. Um, let's. Yes, you are. You're just more polite. Well, that's true. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> But anything we can do to help you going forward with the book, let us know. Um, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right, awesome. And, um, okay, yeah. Okay, great. And for for our listeners, you know, you talked about having the the first issue free available on your website. We'll have a link in the description of the episode for you can go get that. So if you're listening to this and you haven't read the book yet and you want to go check it out, the link is in the description. So go go click on that link and check out the first issue of Music Maker. We also have um, 
we also have on the website, uh, you can get the hard copy version. You get the free digital version whenever you sign up for the newsletter. That's That doesn't change. You can get uh, the hard copy versions of 1 and 2 and pre-order uh, uh, issue 3 on the website as well. There you go, Rico. You can get your hard copies that you're looking for. Yeah, I'm too, <laughs> che- I'm too cheap. Yes, you are. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll definitely, let me put it this way. It's been years since I bought a comic book. Yours, I would definitely consider buying. That makes me feel pretty good. You should. Trust me, because he is cheap. Um, <laughs> Why do you as- think I keep buying VHSs? They're like a quarter apiece. Yeah. <laughs> SK, thank you so much for joining us on yeah. Podeskew. We really appreciate your time. And, and again, whatever we can do to help you out, let us know. Well, thank you for having me. This has been this has been fun. I like it. Glad you enjoyed it. Rico, you always get the last word. What do you got to say, buddy? Nefarious. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podesky is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, bigheadsmedia.com, and follow them on Twitter, at Big Heads Media. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for our work via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. The rest is just the same, isn't it? That doesn't really work, does it? Can you try? Shouldn't it be a bit more? Or this? This? Yes. Better? What do you think? I'm Dr. Andreas Michaelitis, Chief Psychologist at Noom. But what's Noom and why does Noom need a Chief Psychologist? Noom is a weight loss program that works, with results that last, because we know that changing the way you eat starts with your mind. With Noom's proven psychology-backed tools, one-on-one coaching, and flexible plans that emphasize progress over perfection, you'll have the tools you need to change your relationship with food. 
So sign up at Noom.com now and lose the weight for good. That's N-O-O-M.com.